Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. Well, it's the second lap when we go this week on Urban Spelunking to Milwaukee's only gay sports bar. Yes. Woody's. Woody's. So this place has been there for more than 20 years. Yep. Uh, it's pretty. It's a pretty long-running bar in Milwaukee. We've seen tons of these gay bars close over the years. In fact, since I've been 21, I think like 10 gay bars have closed in Milwaukee. We should talk about that. I think that's an interesting discussion because Molly Snyder at On Milwaukee also uh, has noted in an, on a number of occasions that there are almost no lesbian bars anymore, mm-hmm. which yeah, is another interesting Walker's thing. Pint, that's Walker's Pint. That's it. But that's also a trend beyond Milwaukee. Yeah, we're seeing all these these gay bars close. I think it's, you know, in for the business owners, of course, it's not what they want, I'm sure. Woody's has withstood the test of time. Uh, one of the, you know, one of the real core gay bars in Milwaukee. Yeah, and a little off the beaten path, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's near Walker's Point, but it's not really right in the heart of it. It's it's sort of on the edge there. Yeah, second and Lapham. Mm-hmm. So Technically Clock Tower Acres. Oh, really? Yeah, not even really technically Walker's Point. Really? For those of you who are consulting your neighborhood <laughs> maps. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard Clock Tower Acres. That's a new one for me. I think they made it up. Okay. <laughs> so this place, uh, Woody's, of course, is really busy during Packers games, Badgers games, any big sporting event. They, they really, like, pull out all the stops, and it's, it's a happening place. But it's also busy during the week. It's been, it's been there for a long time. But I was surprised to know about the history of this place that goes back to the 1880s. Yeah, I had no idea. It was, you know, it's um, clearly an old building, but it w- had been actually a grocery store for most of its life until the late teens when it became briefly like a clothing and hat store. Okay. A woman ran it. And then, interestingly, during Prohibition, it becomes a bar. Hmm. Of course, it becomes legally a soft drinks parlor. Right. There's um, those finger quotes again. Yeah, I'm doing the finger quotes. <laughs> right. We should have some sort of code for that. Right? <laughs> right. Um, but so interestingly, it becomes a bar at a time when other bars had to switch to other uses because it was prohibition. You couldn't sell alcohol. But of course, you know, prohibition made criminals out of law-abiding Americans. Yes. And, uh, so a lot of soft drinks parlors, there's the finger quotes, yes. actually did sell <laughs> you know, illicit moonshine and homebrewed beer and homemade wine and, and that kind of thing. And there's no way to back this up. We don't know this for a fact, but there are some signs that point to maybe some things were happening in the basement. Yeah, well, the guys who uh, bought it and turned it into a soft drinks parlor um, had been arrested in the early 20s and tried with a bunch of other guys for making illegal alcohol in a place right across the street. Okay. They were found not guilty uh, for a lack of evidence, I guess, but um, okay. but part of the thing was that a tunnel had been found running from that cottage across the street to the garage where they were supposedly making the stuff and transporting it through this tunnel. And uh, Woody's... So not, so not evidence, but it's like, why else would that be there? Well, and especially because the tavern that the guy owned, which is now Woody's, also he basically built a tunnel between his bar and his garage out back. Huh. Basically the same exact thing as at this other place. It opens as the soft drink parlor, and then what? Um, so then later, after Prohibition, it uh, is bought by this couple, and they turn it into a place called the Balkan Inn. Okay. And the Balkan Inn sounds like the most amazing place ever. Yes. I was, it's, I mean, just reading these, these first-hand stories that you found, um, just like lively and cultural and yeah. all this food and dance uh, what was the, the, the concept the owner was uh was um apparently just super 
like big personality kind of person, you know, and she cooked up all kinds of like Eastern European specialties in the kitchen and they had um, live music and dancing in the back room, uh, Eastern European music all the time. They well, like one night a week. They had free square dancing and like uh, square dancing lessons. And immigrants from these different Eastern European countries would come there to eat the sort of food of their homeland and to hear this music and to speak to each other in their in their native languages. It just seems so old Milwaukee, doesn't it? You know, and and, yeah, to, it, and to drink beer, of course. And in a way, it kind of parallels with it being a gay bar now that it was kind of like serving this this smaller subculture of Milwaukee Absolutely. You know, where people could go and be themselves and do their things that are familiar, you know? Yeah. And, and it, you know, it was an immigrant neighborhood and it still is an immigrant neighborhood. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's still the, the ethnicities have changed, but it's still that, you know, and for a while between Woody's and the Balkan Inn, it was a, a Latino bar for a while. So, I mean, it really kind of has kept that same kind of vibe, right? That same kind of like a group kind of knit together, enjoying this place. We're going to take a quick break here and we're going to talk more about the Balkan Inn, which is in the building where Woody's is today. There's some interesting stories there about um, about one politician who was, uh, as you said, pressing the flesh there <laughs> and uh, getting his dance on. Talk more about that next on Urban Spelunking. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. And we are back here on Urban Spelunking at Woody's. And this is, like we said, one of the the only really gay sports bars in Milwaukee. A long-running Milwaukee uh, corner bar. And it was the Balkan Inn before that. And I love this story that you found about this this guy that was running for Senate, and yeah. he did this this tour around the neighborhood. Tell, tell me that story. And of course, lots of people know the name Henry Royce because the former federal building downtown, that big blue one, yeah, uh, used to bear his name for many years. Okay. Um, and he ultimately served in the House of Representatives, but he had been running for Senate, and he decided he lived up on the east side, and he decided that uh, he was going to walk the like a huge chunk of the city in the course of one day. Like twenty four, wow. like twenty four straight hours, you know, and I guess at about hour twenty, he decides it's time to go to the Balkan Inn. So he goes in, <laughs> and the place sounds like it's hopping. The band is playing. You know, they have this sort of well known this guy who was for many years a well known band leader there. The Balkan Inn was often in the newspaper. Is this the guy that was quoted as having considerable girth and a big mustache? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, and so you know the the band is playing. The, the it sounds like the place is really hopping. And Royce pops in because you know he probably wants the vote, right? Yeah. I mean this is and this is how and maybe it's still this way today, but this is definitely how in old Milwaukee you got the vote, right? You went to the you went to the German bars, you went to the Polish bars, you went to the Italian bars. You you had all these ethnic enclaves and you you pressed the flesh. You pressed the flesh. You shook hands. And the way he pressed the flesh was in the real Balkan in way, which is he got out on the dance floor and was doing all these Eastern European dances with these uh, people at the bar. And there's a quote in the story about like uh, maybe he didn't he didn't know all the dance moves, but what he didn't know he made up in enthusiasm. Yes, right. right. So <laughs> he knew how to play the game, right? <laughs> I could just picture this scene and uh, you know the. The smells of uh, Eastern European cooking wafting in the air and um, all these, you know, it just seemed like such a cultural place. Oh, I know. And when I walked in there, you know, when I was interviewing the current owner, Alan Kettering, I walked in there and I just, I immediately imagined it that way. Like you just described it with the sort of smell of paprika maybe in the, yeah. <laughs> in the air and just the, the music playing in the background and a bustling crowd, all these different languages being spoken at the same time, just exciting kind of place. 
So it goes from being the Balkan Inn to a couple other taverns. Yeah, then it was a few in in between. And then about 20 years ago, 22 years ago, right? Yeah, 1997. Got it. That's when Woody's moves in. And it is this corner, this corner building. It's a big building too. It's really long. Like um, yeah, it's got a few additions. That that original garage that they built the tunnel to is now the f- the back part of the back room. It, it ultimately they, he put another addition between the two and opened it up and made it all one big building. Yeah, and they've got like you know, two pool tables and tons of seating in that back area. TVs, a, a all back over, bar, yeah. TVs. Yeah, it's a really big place. Oh yeah. Um, maybe not the original. But one thing that you definitely notice when you walk in is this like super mid-century bar. It's got this like curved, uh, s- circular area that you can sit around. And for a long time, they had it looked like really old coolers back there, which yeah. they've replaced since. But it definitely it keeps that mid-century character. Oh yeah, and it's today. a it's a beautiful bar, and it's clearly clearly been there for for decades and decades. It actually reminds me a lot of the bar uh, the bar at uh, Bayview Bowl. They've yes. got another one of those kind of circular yes. areas where you can sit around, and like the Formica top, and yep. And they've got this selection of, of German and um, European beers on tap, which kind of yeah. speaks to the, the heritage, I suppose, in a way. Yeah. Well, he was telling me that he's really trying to uh, make sure there's something for everybody. So he sort of has been tinkering with the beer selection to have sort of everything from the light beer to the dark beer and every sort of shade in between. For me, the most fascinating part was uh, all this stuff that happened at the Balkan Inn. Yeah. And there's so much more to read at RadioMilwaukee.org. You can read Bobby's complete column. Right on this page, check out the pictures from the inside and subscribe to 88.9's podcast. You can subscribe to all of 88.9's podcasts at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcasts. And podcasts on 88.9 are produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from On Milwaukee and your membership. You can subscribe to this podcast and all of our podcasts right here. Do it right now. You can subscribe, hit that button, and uh, look for more content from Urban Spelunking and all of our podcasts next week. I'm Milwaukee's Bobby Tenzel. Thanks. Thank you, Nate.